back. This is the Wes and Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Folks, keep hitting that text line. We got a lot of good questions for you. 704-570-9610. What was your favorite Transformer? Did your parents ever embarrass you? Walker, what you got going over there? All right, I'll go with the Transformer questions first. Joe Gibbs Jr. wrote in his favorite, and he wrote all the Transformers. Optimus Prime, Jazz, all caps, was Jazz and Devastator. So I'm guessing those were Joe Gibbs Jr.'s favorites. Grimlock, Soundwave, and Starscream. Are those good names? Yeah, uh, IGN did a list of the top 25 Transformers. Uh, some time ago, and the top five were Megatron, which was my favorite, uh, Bumblebee, which had a great solo movie of its own. Do you like Bumblebee? Soundwave. Number two was... Soundwave was on Starscream. Okay, yeah. And then number one, of course, the big dog, Optimus Prime, which in my opinion, like I said, the best TV cartoon voice ever. All right, so Starscream, the sick Transformer, Burberry Gary wrote that in. C. Diddy said Optimus and Grimlock. Um, Devastator, as I mentioned, got another one of those. And then if we want to go to the embarrassing stories that your parents caused in your childhood, 704 wrote in. My dad used to drop us off at school in a busted 1978 Corolla Deluxe and proceed to beep multiple times and wave as he drove off. <laughs> Classic dad move. Classic dad move. Yeah, and I mean, as you get a, as you get to be an adult, those are things you understand all the more, man. And dad just wasn't doing that great at the time. He was doing the best he could, but... Uh, and he was going to wave, too. Yeah, he had the love, situation. The love was there. I love that. That's a great dad story. Yeah, man. Do you have one, Walk? Another one? Well, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, look, let me go to the therapy couch and try to figure out some. <laughs> no, th- there was one time... I'm going to get clowned for this. I scored zero points in a high school game, which is not something I did. Okay. That sounded really D-baggy, and I get that. But I scored more than zero points, and I had a really bad game. And I was frustrated. I was venting. I was like, man, I, I was I was real mad. I was like, man, I don't even, I'm not, am I even going to play? Like, I, what, what's going on? Like, I was mad, right? And so I was like, I, it's not even fun. It's not even fun. So my mom was concerned about it, and she talked to the coach about it. And that's one that was a little dicey. That's happened to me, too, in football, yep. my ninth grade year. When I got put on JV, my mom did that, too. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was really bad. I was like, God. Oh, I didn't like it. any worse. My mom, so my coach calls me into the office and says, so you really don't want to play anymore? I was like, no, I want to play. It's like, well, I had a talk. Apparently, you were pretty frustrated. Was this just because you didn't score any points in the last game? I was like, yeah, I was just venting, and I was really embarrassed. First thing my mom does when she picks me up, first thing she says, how mad are you at me? I was like, I'm pretty mad. (laughs) I wish she didn't do it, but she did. And uh, of course, I would go on to have a much better season than just scoring zero points. I promise. I promise. It's in stats prep or max prep somewhere. All right. So uh, some college football talk in the campus. Kona, Friday edition. Cue up the music. So on three reported that... NCAA players are forming together to hold out of the new NCAA football 24 video game from EA Sports, much to the chagrin of Wes Bryant. And they said that the combined compensation for players that EA was thinking would be roughly $5 million, which would equate to roughly $500 per player. Now, Kansas's Jalen 
McDaniels, who's an all-Big 12 second-team quarterback, he said that when he was asked about the guys that had agents trying to negotiate for more money, negotiate, he said that he could see that. And if they're getting paid as, you know, somebody who a lot of people really don't know of and they're the most known person in college football, that he could see their agent checking into some things. North Carolina defensive end, Kamon Rucker, said every player should receive the same compensation with the exception of the cover athlete or those who receive the highest overall player grades. Now, EA Sports could get into separate agreements agreements with guys to promote the game on social media. Uh, it was reported that EA definitely plays players to pays players to promote Madden on social media and have made payments in the thousands of dollars for that. And so there were other players who said they either just want a free copy of the game, they just want to be in the game, period, which could lead to a lot of players opting in. So what do you think about this? Should these guys hold out for a bigger bag off this game, or should they just be happy with the compensation they're getting and have something to be able to tell their kids, like I tell mine, because I was in three of these games, would you just be okay with that? I mean, so $500, that's what you're getting right now. Some of the athletes are okay with it. Some athletes think that they should get paid 600 to 800 Maybe some of the stars, if you ask them, might think they should be getting upwards towards the thousands. And I would imagine if you're Caleb Williams and you're getting $500 and the backup defensive tackle is also getting 500 you might try to figure out your self-worth and think, well, all right, come on. I'm not trying to put my guy down, but also I'm going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, if people pick USC, they're probably going to be picking me to play with on the video game. So maybe they decide that they want to get more money that way. Ultimately, I don't think a mass holdout is going to happen. We've already known this was going to come. I think it would be a little more organized than just a few guys sharing their opinions here and there. Ultimately, a mass holdout doesn't seem like it's going to take place here, Wes, because also I don't know if everybody agrees on what they should get paid. I don't know if there's any kind of set goal for everybody. Okay, if you're this popular, if you're not this popular, we're all just going to get a fixed $1,000 invoice, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, So, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and honestly, I think we all just want to play some college football. Yeah, me game. too. I think this game's going to sell a ton. I think that the players who are the marquee guys, I think they're going to get a lot of opportunities to market this game on social media and things of that nature so the compensation can be upped. I think the guy should just take the $500. Think about some of the guys who normally wouldn't get anything at all in these scenarios. Like you said, the backup defensive tackles and guys like that. Give them a chance to be able to get a little bit of a bag so that we can get this game. But if they don't, EA can just go back to the old method and just making teams with QB 13 where he plays and is the same size as Caleb Williams and then there's somebody out there like I used to always do that has a file that you can download uh-huh. that's going to have all of the names on it and all of the, the, the different nuances of the game. Well and 502 wrote in we're not picking USC to play with Caleb Williams. We're playing to be the USC football mm, program. That's cap. That's cap. Okay. I mean maybe some of you for sure. Some of you diehards will. And some of you, yeah. I mean, like I wanted to play with North Carolina growing up because that was my favorite team. Yeah. But you're crazy if you don't think I'm playing with the best quarterback right. in college football a few times. Right. I'm not going there for the defensive tackle. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going yeah. there for Caleb, and I will be playing North. I'm sure national 
national fans of this game will be choosing to play with Carolina because of Drake May, and that's just how it works. Yeah, and especially because of tournaments and things of that nature. And you do see YouTube videos where people do monetize this stuff, and they like to do challenges with the players. They might do, can I throw for 800 yards in a game with Drake May, or can I do this with Caleb Williams or different players like that? So, yeah, people definitely are drawn to the star power. Well, in 06, I was playing with Vince Young constantly. Sure. And I am nowhere near a Texas football fan. (laughs) And when Marcus Vick was playing for Virginia Tech, yep, I was playing with the Hokies all the time as well. So it was not because I was a Hokies or a Longhorns uh, fan. Oh, man, in the yard, Fitty, what do you uh, think about this? Oh, man. man. See, now now you're going to make me feel bad. When does it stop? Like, you you already, you get a free scholarship to play a sport. You've got the ability to profit off your name, image, and likeness. Like, so now you want X amount of dollars because you're in a you're in a video game, and if you don't get the money that you want, you're going to hold out and, and not be in the game? To me, it's just, it's just stupid. They should be allowed to make money, but it shouldn't be at this point where I, I'm going to hold out because I'm not getting the X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's just another example of what's wrong with today's athlete. <laughs> it, it's, it's all about, I'm gonna, I, I want my money. And if I don't get my money, then I'm going to sit out and complain and whine about it until you you do what I want you to do. Now, I am a guy that got $1,300 off of the game once they stopped making it, but I would have gladly given back that check for more NCAA. Exactly. Like, we need more people like you, (laughs) What were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say that had to be great to see in your bank account once that $1,300 dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good to get that check in the mail. (laughs) That's got to be a lot of fun. You had to follow the paperwork. Um, I do like a couple of these texts that are rolling in. Someone said the real fans uh, play as Idaho and bring a national title to the Kibble Dome. <laughs> it's so hard, though. I tried to do a dynasty one time with Kentucky. And when you play with a bad team at first, those years are rough. They make you make every turnover in every game, especially if you play against a top-notch team. It's like the computer is on that Tim Donahue. They're like, oh, no, you won't. You're <laughs> oh. not going to beat the number one team today. We're going to make you fumble. You're going to throw picks. You're going to get hit. I've, it's going to be crazy. I've said it a million times on 06, which is my favorite video game ever, the uh-huh. race to the Heisman. The mini games are yes. great. That campaign was fantastic. And it didn't matter. Freshman, sophomore season, I would always be a scrambling QB or a running back, I would make sure that my guy had just numbers that still have not ever been accomplished, <laughs> and I would never win the Heisman because freshmen or sophomores, back in 2006, 2007, yeah. they would never win it. Alright, so the Clemson Tigers, though, have been on the warpath on the recruiting trail. We talked about the other day, Sammy Brown joining them, the number one linebacker in the country according to 24-7. They also picked up a top 10 wide receiver in Bryant Wesco. And this also comes on the back of wide receiver T.J. Moore of Tampa, Florida. Clemson got three blue-chip recruits in 48 hours. Bryant Wesco is a five-star, by the way, as I said. Did the past few seasons, do we feel like Dabo has a new fire under his keister to get out there and get the best player so he can get back into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say that entirely. I I do think that this is someone that's always been trying to recruit. I don't know if the fact that he's actually hitting on some of these recruits, it's evidence as, oh, man, this guy has a different approach. He's now hitting the road a little differently because they have not been nearly as successful. I think you're just starting to have a better offseason this year. And some of the guys do want to come back and play for Clemson. I do think maybe a Garrett Riley might change some things. And so if Garrett Riley is out here on the recruiting trails as well, because remember, it's not just the head coach. 
when you talk about college football programs and how they recruit, it's oftentimes a point where you don't even meet the head coach except for once or twice. Head coach is the closer. Yeah, 100%. And you also have everybody on the offensive staff, defensive staff, whatever position you play. It's those guys that are responsible in large part for your ability to recruit. And then you talk about them being the closer. So, yeah, I don't know if this is a specific Dabo Sweeney thing more than it is them getting lucky, going after the right guys, the staff doing a good job. It's much more of the latter. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you as well. Dabo always has a, a zest for college football, and I think his fire has not gone anywhere. They're just getting out there, getting a job done. And right now, I think according to 24-7, their recruiting class is top 15 uh, once they got Sammy Brown. Now, once they added this wide receiver, I'm sure it has gone up. And fit of your Tar Heels pick up Antavius Stick. Lane coming over from Georgia State. Now, why is this an important pickup for the Hills as a grad transfer? He played in 37 games at Georgia State, but he is a three-time All-Sun Belt performer, had over 200 tackles, 11 interceptions, 13 pass breakups, and four forced fumbles during his time. Now, we know that the defensive backs have not been a strength for the Tar Heels. Biddy, how excited were you to get this guy, Antavius Stick Lane? Where'd you say he played football at? <laughs> he played at Georgia State. Okay. What does that mean? Carolina now, though. So he's one of the, he's a part of the family now, Fiddy. You're yeah, not gonna he's welcome three-time All Sun Belt man. He can play some ball. Man, oh man, I'm getting excited about All Sun Belt talent. That's oh. what's gonna help get Mac Brown and Drake May back to the ACC championship game. Wow. I, I'm, I'm not excited. This you, is, I mean, no, just this is what we can do. We can save the soundbite. And if he has like six interceptions right. this year, something like that, then we can play it. He's going to be talking about, oh, stick, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're going to hear. Dang, Fitty, you just straight dissed the man. This man is an all-sun belt performer. He had five interceptions in a season. That was uh, Georgia State's single season record, man. That, that's wow. pretty, I, I expect man. more of you, man. Georgia but, State records, man. Hey, hey, Carolina does a great job of going after fantastic nicknames, though. I mean, they, they've got some great nicknames. Now you got Stick out there in the defensive backfield. Imagine I'm playing ready. in the Sun Belt having a nickname. Wow. Fitty what? just. I know what that this means. Is, this should be a pros versus Joes. Fitty versus the Sun Belt Conference. And let him go out there and try to compete against Sun Belt athletes the way he's talking. Yeah, according to KC, Steve, I'm the Sun Belt of board ops behind here. So. Of average board ops is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> we think you're better than an average board op. All right. When we come back. You're dynamic. <laughs> when we come back, NBA Draft Talk. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. <laughs> Look at Fiddy. We're all dancing. It's a little bit different than Chub Rock, but we're still rocking in here in the Planet Kia studio. It's up. If it's up, then it's stuck. Like <laughs> Kyle knows what Fiddy's laughing at, man. Right behind the glass. We all know what it is. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I did want to get to a couple of uh, text messages. Some people were talking about some embarrassing moments. We can read those in a little bit. They're long, though, so I, it's going to be tough to read some of those. I did want to get to some more video game text. Bowtie Phil said, you got to run the triple option on college football. Doing that with Taj Boyd at QB, Andre Ellington, Sammy Watkins. Oh, boy. 
Taj Boyd, Andre Ellington, Sammy Watkins. You don't well, like why that? Why would you run a triple lap? He could run yeah. a little bit. He, wasn't, he could run. He wasn't Sean. No. He was a thrower. Hey, I tried to say something like that about Taj, and then you came at me for trying to underrate him. This was like last week we talked about Taj, mm-hmm. and you got mad. Now the roles are reversed. I'm, I'm just saying you. that's not – with him, you need to throw it all over the yard. You don't run triple option with Taj Boyd because I was an option guy too, though. I did like to run option. It's the only way to play the game. Yeah, I like to run it out of the eye. And I, I would love – so Vince Young, Marcus Vick, and then we also had different <laughs> sheet codes that you could put into where you could get all-time teams. Playing with Syracuse, having Donovan McNabb mm-hmm. and Ernie Davis in the backfield – Jim Brown, you could get the all-time. Who knew Syracuse would be such a fun all-time oh, yeah, college football team players. to play? But yes, I would love to play with the Syracuse Orange. Those mini games, I would just play constantly. Those are fun. I always like to play those when I was drinking before I was getting ready to go out. Oh yeah, I used to like to play the mini games, and I knew when I was getting to the point where I was a little bit intoxicated when I started. The more interceptions I threw, I knew it was time that. You know, I put down when you were a little like sunshine. I don't remember the Titans couldn't make that pitch in the option. Yeah, right? Just I was like, all right, little crazy, uh, little late on that. Starting to get nice in here. Yeah, you thought the square was a triangle, <laughs> and you thought the one was a two, the X was a B. It was all really tough. Those Once were the you days. started drinking before you would go out and party in college. Seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Feel free to text us your video game thoughts as well. Let's talk a little bit about the Charlotte Hornets' number two overall pick, and not even the number two overall pick. Because they have five in this NBA draft. They have number two. They also have one other first-round selection at number 27 overall. But then you have 34, 39, and 41. So within 27 to 41, you have those four picks really right within that window where anybody could get drafted. Brian Geisinger of the BuzzBeat podcast, he joined the Kyle Bailey show uh, on Monday, earlier this week, talking about not only just the number two overall selection, but what the Hornets might do in the second round and what they should do with their last first round pick. I think I think they should try to use it. Uh, that's a that's a nice pick. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they were involved in some type of package, just because they have so many picks bunched up in that one spot. Like they've got twenty seven, thirty four. 39, 41. I mean, it doesn't feel like they're going to burn every single one of those picks. That seems, you know, highly unlikely that they would use all of them. Um, my guess is that they that they try to that they use pick twenty seven, um, just because that was sort of one of the things they got for the uh, for the uh, the draft night trade uh, a year ago. So my guess would be they would try to find some way to, to get some value out of that. Um, unless there's a chance for them to package some of these things and, and you know move up in the draft or whatever. But no, my guess is they would use pick 27. I'm not so sure that they're going to use it. I agree with them that I'd like to see them use it. Acquiring young talent would be great. But if you look at the roster, and we did this episode on Lockdown Hornets, trying to figure out the rotation, not the starting lineup, but even just the rotation, yeah. it gets crowded. It's not because they have all the talent in the world. But just talent relative and compared to one another, it gets crowded, especially if Jake Fisher is right and they do bring back Dennis Smith Jr. He said that's where the Hornets are leading. You bring back Miles Bridges. You bring back P.J. Washington. Okay, so Kelly Oubre might be gone. But remember, Cody Martin, not necessarily a free agent acquisition, but only played seven games. And so now you're talking about someone entering the rotation once again, especially since you gave him a three-year contract at about eight mil a year, something like that. Yeah, it's going to be tough. To bring in certainly not five guys out of the draft, you're not going to be making every pick. I would be pretty shocked if they made every single selection this year. 
But I would like to see some of these guys at 27. And Wes, I know you have somebody in particular you're interested in, maybe a Duke Blue Devil that you could use, not a second-round pick, but maybe there at 27 you might like yeah, to Yeah, I mean, there. if you wanted to go with a good backup center, now you do have uh, my man, uh, what's the big boy's name? Nick Richards? Yeah, Nick Richards as well that you signed <laughs> I like big to. boy better, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I mean, just having a – it's so many guys that when you talk about getting down to that space, like ESPN has them taking Kobe Jones of Xavier. Uh, Worked out for him. With that pick, sure. Uh, but I was talking about Derek Lively, perhaps. But then you would have a lot of bigs. But then Lively stock has been rising a lot because in the workout that he had in his pro day, so to speak, he had like 14 straight threes. Legit. I mean, this is the guy that could turn out to be a stretch four. So maybe if he's sitting there, we know the Hornets love those Carolina connections. So he's a guy that the Hornets may give a long look at. He could perhaps develop into that develop into that stretch four that they could be looking for off the bench to start his career. But other than that, like I said, they 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 may want to go with guys who will be insurance policies, especially if you end up taking Brandon Miller. You may look up look for a backup point guard for Lamelo, even though you have a Dennis Smith, but the but a young guy that could be a little bit cheaper, like a Marcus Sasser from Houston. We know what an impact he had on them as well, so that could be an option too. Yeah, Marcus Sasser also worked out for Charlotte. A couple of guys that have worked out and they've hosted a ton of them every single day. You're getting an email on just the amount of guys that are coming in for workouts. Marcus Sasser, Sasser, Colby Jones. You already mentioned. Um, they brought in Terquavion Smith. I don't think he'll be there at 27 anymore. I think the inefficiency this year probably kicked him out of the first round. Yeah, it's going to be close. Agree. But they're going to be in that range with a few of those second-round picks. Let's say they trade 27. Let's say they hold on to a 31, 39, 41, whatever. Maybe they could select a Terquavion Smith. Also, Julian Strother is someone I believe they worked out. Deadeye out of Gonzaga. So maybe that would be someone you try to bring in three-point shooting. Maybe you try to counteract your two overall pick with Scoot if that's the selection. Or you just try to make it a strength and go after Julian and Brandon Miller if that's your second overall selection. A couple of different ways to roll here. I like Derek Lively a lot, by the way. I would love to have him come in as a backup center. But... He's not going to be there. Yeah. He's rising up draft boards too much. I think people love the athleticism. And if he's going to be hitting threes and workouts, that's going to be it. I like another Blue Devil, though. Sorry to say, Fitty, but I do. I like Dariq Whitehead. Mm. Nice. You look at what Dariq Whitehead did. Even with that second foot surgery? Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I think if you look at some of the history on foot surgeries, maybe not necessarily for big guys, but Dariq Whitehead is not a center. They can bounce back from it okay. His athleticism was a lot more on display in high school. And you could see Dariq Whitehead really come on strong with the shot as the season went on. I think he's got a nice feel. I think secondary passing, secondary moving of the basketball was pretty good for him. Plus, if this is someone a highly touted high school player, but maybe didn't showcase everything he could at Duke because of the injuries. If you buy in at 27, it's not like you have a crazy high investment in this guy. You take the flyer on someone really talented out of high school, maybe just didn't showcase all of that at Duke because they have so much more talent to maybe utilize, and he was a little injured. I like taking a flyer on Whitehead there at 27 as well if he's available. Yeah, and so NBADraft.net has the Hornets taking a Frenchman, but it's not Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Played with him, though, right? Ryan Rupel. Oh, no, not that guy. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about <laughs> who QC Sam asked about on the okay. text line. He said, Walker, would you trade up for Bilal Koulibaly? Great name. 
huge, probably the biggest draft riser from anybody that was supposed to go late 20s and then possibly sneak into the lottery, plays with Wimby. Victor Wimadyaba put out a tweet, said people are now starting to realize not only he's top 10, they need to realize that he's top five. Mm. That's not going to happen. But I do like him. I do think that he's also a good guy to have in the backcourt. I think he cares. I think defensively, this is someone that's real strong, has long arms as well to go out there with any backcourt player that you have, a point guard, if he's not going to be your primary ball handler. So I really like that. Um, I just don't think he's going to be available for Charlotte at 27. Could you package everything up and move, I don't know, 13? It'd be too far of a jump. That's the problem. If you like someone as early as 20, then maybe you can start to put together a package and move up all the way there to where you're just a few spots out of the lottery. But this is the window. It's going to be fascinating to see if the Hornets value another veteran to bring in. If they're just trading for future draft picks, okay, you combine five to get a higher draft pick in the future. There are some options that the Charlotte Hornets are going to have to tinker with. Yeah, and so if they take this kid, Rupert, mm-hmm. like that, is that a good French? Yeah, it sounded like a, a panther growl at the end. <laughs> yeah, this guy is playing in New Zealand. He's averaging 15 points a game. He's shooting 48% from the field and 62% from three, though. And he takes around five threes per game. So this is a guy not quite familiar with. I mean, the 27th pick, how much of an impact do you feel like? And you never know because – you could think all day a player is going to be one way and then they could come in and be end up being a great player or end up not being so good. So do you think with as many players as the Hornets have that that 27th pick is going to come in and be, I guess, an impact rotational player in that sense in year one? I don't think so. I think, yeah. well, you're right. Well, he's going to be Green Bay Swarms, Greens, Greensboro Swarms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be in the player. G League. He'll be in the G League for sure because at that at that selection, you would have to imagine he's there. But here are the guys that you think are going to be suiting up for the Hornets unless they're traded. We'll go ahead and include Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier, even if there's a high likelihood he could be traded at the deadline, right? So Gordon, Terry Rozier, there's two. LaMelo Ball, there's three. P.J. Washington, four. Mark Williams, five. Okay, those are some guys that will be starting for you. You do have Cody Martin coming back. If you want to bring back Dennis Smith Jr., you're already at seven. Bryce McGowan's played real minutes last year. As a second-round guy, we're already at eight. You just gave Nick Richards a contract as your backup center, so there's nine. What does this do for James Booknight and Kai Jones? We don't have to put them in. We can stay at nine, not include them, but also you're talking about the number two overall pick, which would make it 10, 27, 11. Like, we're only talking about an 8, 9, at most 10-man rotation, and it's already getting crowded. Didn't include Kelly Oubre, who got minutes last year. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. I do think it doesn't mean you avoid taking a talented player there. It's why I was most frustrated with Mitch Kupchak's reasoning for trading out of that 13th overall selection last year. Mitch Kupchak told us that they're going to try to make the playoffs – And there were too many young guys that were going to have on the roster. My head exploded with that kind of reasoning. It doesn't make any sense. You're telling me you don't want more talented players on the roster? Like, I know that might have opened the door up to get Kelly Oubre back, but there clearly wasn't any kind of plan to go after Dennis Smith Jr. at the beginning because Steve Clifford had a big impact on them getting Dennis Smith Jr. And Steve Clifford was like, you're playing Z because Kenny Atkinson said, no, I don't want to come to the Charlotte Hornets and coach. So it didn't make sense to me to not have a lottery talent on the roster. 
because you didn't want another young player considering your goal of trying to get to the postseason. If 27 is talented, you like him, go after him, and don't worry about him crowding the roster because there are levels to this rather than just next season. Right, and it helps you down the road because then you can end up with a gem of a player not making a lot of money throughout the first few years of their career, and then that can free you up to be able to make some moves. Maybe if you want to deal a veteran because you know you've got a young guy that's ready to go. I love 704's number uh, or text, by the way. Swore I'm about to go hard next few seasons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get your tickets. Going yeah. to Greensboro. I know, Fitty, you're going to be first in line to go watch the Greensboro Swarm because you love G League basketball. We're all, we, we can take a show trip there. We could. You know, we could have, I know you've been begging for us to all hang out outside of the studio, outside of these buildings. You didn't invite us to go to Legion Brewing. So what we can do is we can go to Greensboro and watch some G League basketball. How about that, Fitty? Your sarcasm. It, it right now it's at an all-time high i'm being for real yeah i think it would be a lot of fun we need a break <laughs> <laughs> not quite yet hold on <laughs> stick with me stick with me i do want to ask you a couple of other questions you do like the one-on-one matchup and workouts I Wes. Do. this is something that you would hold if you were mitch kupchak if you were steve clifford you'd pin brandon and scoot together even if they said no you'd find a way to go out there on a black top <laughs> and figure it out that's right let's settle it right here mm-hmm What's a one-on-one matchup you'd most like to see in a Hornets workout outside of Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson? Uh, I would go with Brandon Miller and Amin Thompson because everybody talks about Brandon Miller's ability to guard to run through the four, and we know that Amin is a big guard that can handle the rock. He's uber-athletic, so I want to see, can you really guard? Because this is what you're going to be getting on a night-in, night-out basis, just really athletic guys that can handle the ball. I want to test those limits there, and I want to see uh, what he can do just as far as offensively. They're similar builds, but I just would love to see these two go at it, but mainly to be able to see what type of defender Brandon Miller is. I've seen Nada talk about this on Twitter, too, just regarding Brandon Miller. I You can play him at the shooting guard spot, but you're not playing him at two right away. Brandon Miller's a wing. I, I do think that, especially if you have any doubt about his athleticism and handling at all, he probably should go to the three before you'd put him at the two. Yeah. Unless you just used him as a spot-up guy, but you're not drafting him yeah. at number two overall yeah. to just be a spot-up guy. Yeah. So, Amen Thompson, much more. He's going to be in the backcourt mm-hmm. just because of his skill set. I want to see the degree of difficulty. A six, seven point guard yeah. is super quick. Can you guard him? And if you can guard him, you can guard a lot of other people. If you can guard Amen Thompson getting to the rack, but you might just lay off on him so much, Amen not going to be able to hit shots. Because if you don't like Scoot Henderson's shot, you ain't going to like Amen's. <laughs> and yeah. that's why he's... Amen. Yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> Although, man, Eric Collins with an Amen, Amen Thompson on the roster. Oh, yeah, he would just could have do all wonders. the lines. But he's going to be doing okay with Scoot on the roster. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Miller a little too normal. Yeah. Not going to work as much. Miller time. Yeah, but Reggie Miller already has that on lock. And don't you disrespect... The second best shooter of all time. He didn't choke that away. <laughs> That's for Spike Lee. It ain't Reggie choking. He did the choke sign to Spike Lee. What about 2000 see. finals? You ain't beating Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, you ain't beating Kobe. What about in that game seven against Mike? <laughs> I mean, you ain't beating Mike. Yeah, you're just- <laughs> I guess he's just a choker. He ain't beating nobody. <sighs> I love Reggie Miller. I'm going to get a Reggie Miller t-shirt. I've been on my uh, T-Public game this week. You should. I had it back in the rotation. Yeah, you got to get something to rep the Pacers, man. I do love the Pacers. Yeah. I always, They're always going to be my second team. Yeah. Like, grew up with them. That was my first sports memory. 2000 Tar Heels team. 2000 Pacers team. Love Jalen Rose. So I'm going to get some mm. Reggie Miller stuff. And I actually know exactly what I'm going to get. And then I'm going to show Fitty. 
I'm going to show Fiddy how awesome Reggie Miller is. All right, let's go to the last Fiddy Flash of the day. It's all right to be a little Fiddy. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fiddy. Why? Well, I brought this up, I believe, in my first Flash... Duke and Virginia in the AC or in the NCAA baseball tournament. Virginia was leading four to three in the top of the eighth, but two runs by Duke. They've now taken a five to four lead as they move to the bottom of the eighth in Charlottesville. And Walker, mm-hmm. a raise this weekend at home. The two best teams in baseball collide. They bring in the Texas Rangers. For a three-game set, the Rays are 46-19. and 19. Texas, no Jacob deGrom. Going to have Tommy John surge. That was announced on Wednesday. They're 40-21. and 21. First pitch tonight, 640. We better be locked in as a show because I'm going to be texting y'all all night long. I don't know if uh, that's going to be the case. But, uh, <laughs> what you else can you try. Gotta watch? You can uh, try. Oh, well, we got the NBA Finals game tonight. I mean, yeah. do we, I mean <laughs> is it going to be a game? Solid. You know, it's pretty big. We'll talk about that in the upcoming segment, the last one. I did want to throw it back to you. Who's the best team in baseball? Is it Tampa or is it Texas? I'm going to tell you, I've, I got to see Texas a lot last weekend. I think I like Texas. They they can score. And you're 40 and 21 without Jacob DeGrom. And now you just lost for the rest of the year. Nathan Avaldi has been fantastic. If you had to pick, if you had to make me pick today, I'd pick the Rangers. Back when I was a huge baseball fan, loved Ivaldi for just throwing fireballs down the middle constantly. But eventually that fireball allowed him to be a great pitcher. Tough at the beginning of his career, but I'll give you more of a Nathan Ivaldi scouting report in the last segment of Wes and Walker. Plenty more to come. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know what's funny? He said if if they if they can play into October, he'll be ready. He thinks the last week of the regular season, but mm-hmm. at thirty and thirty three. We ain't playing into October. Yeah, well, I mean, at least you have this past week against the bro. Oh, yeah. oh dude. Is this work. really how you want to end before <laughs> you go six days without me? It's true. For those that don't know, we have a little bit of a programming note for everyone. <laughs> Fiddy's going to be taking over. Can we announce? We can announce this, I guess, right? Yeah. All right. Fiddy's going to be taking over for the Kyle Bailey show next week, but only for five days, all next week. And then you're going to be gone the following Monday, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was told by management, quote, you got to take a day. Okay. I told him I'm taking three at Thanksgiving, and I got told you're taking a day. Okay. And so I'm taking that day. All right. Monday, six days in all after five days of spending time with Kyle next week. We're going to have Shroppy. Oh, we got to figure out something to do with Shroppy, man. Yeah, we do. We got to have some kind of star shroppy segment, something like that. We got to be able to work with some kind of alliteration. I don't know, but there's something there. You got to turn him into, to like Maximus in gladiator will be, he becomes such a man of the people that he just, he can't leave. I I want you to treat shrop the way you treated me at our first radio stop together. You want me to write him a glowing intern (laughs) review? Like acknowledge that he does a good job, but tell him like, I want you to actually take the microphone out of the studio from 12 to 3. And he just has to sit here. 
don't know. We we need to hear from Shroppy. I want to hear his takes and see how wild they are. <laughs> because he doesn't say a whole lot. I mean, we'll talk about other stuff. It's not that he's completely quiet, but I don't know what he thinks about sports. I really don't. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, we mostly hit a hockey. Yeah. Takes. Yeah. We just know that and he's like, Yeah, man, no, that's cool. Like he's a really chill dude. <laughs> and I don't know what he I want to know his strongest takes on life. That's what I want to know. So we're gonna find all of that out next week. We, we definitely gotta get some video game talk with him too. Yeah, I'm sure. We're gonna get a lot of Grand Theft Auto breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what are you watching? Baseball? NBA Finals? Nah, man, I'm playing some Vice City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of Shroppy that I want on the board. Dude, Shrop alone will give us a new soundboard for strong take or strong toe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the voice <laughs> is going to fit perfectly. I can't wait. It'll be a lot of fun. But, of course, we're going to miss Fitty. And to send us off right, we're going to give you the week that was before some Game 4 predictions tonight between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. We got some highlights first, though. Go ahead, Fitty. Take it away. All right, gents, we go back to last Friday. An impromptu foul line visit from our very own Wes Bryant about Will Ferrell being John Madden in a documentary. And along the way, Wes took a shot at someone on the show. Very rarely do I go out of my way to react to a television program as if I am in attendance at it. Why do I bring this up, you say? Because when the great John Madden was put into the Football Hall of Fame, I stood in my room and clapped as if I was in Canton as well. <laughs> when you so then you're telling me that after some of the great documentaries that came out after he passed, that you're going to make a movie about this man and you cast Will Bleepin' Farrell for this role, okay? I like Will Ferrell, but never once have I looked at this man and said he would make a great John Madden. And when I read this, I almost tossed my phone across the room. Wow. I sent out tweets. I said, you get the hell out of here talking about Will Ferrell is going to play my great John Madden. First of all, the belly isn't big enough. The voice doesn't match up. The sound effects, none of that is going to be there. I guess he's going to have to eat seven, 8,000 calories a day. Uh, he's going to have to get on a fitty diet so that he could play Madden in the correct way to get his body ready. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seven, 8,000 cows. Yeah, Wes. man. Whew. Three or four toaster strudels, a couple of Pop-Tarts for lunch, little Bojangles with some Chex wings and fries, onion rings, and then for dinner. I don't even know what the dinner would look like. That's I've been good this week, though. You have been. You've been doing a very good job. You've stayed off soda. We but applaud Wes, you. Wes painted a picture like you were going to do the cheat meal after you win the Mr. Olympia Award, <laughs> except you didn't compete in any kind of bodybuilding exercise or any kind of uh, uh, competition like that. So that's tough, but it's okay, Fitty. You do look great. I'm glad that you're staying off the soda, and hopefully you can do that when we see you next time. Let's go to another highlight. All right, so now we go to Tuesday Willie P was on the air. Oh, Willie P, I'm so mad at you. And uh, Walker pressed him about why he no longer comes into the studio, and Willie P got personal. We've not seen you in studio in quite some time. We know you were willing to give your biscuits to Brant Bronico if he pulled a Christian Pulisic. Are you willing to come in studio at some point soon so Charlie can get back on track? I'll do anything I possibly can for the crown, guys. It's nothing personal, honestly. It's more about, you know, it's, it, I need to have another activity while I'm up there. Like, going up there just to see y'all, it's like, you know, 
That, 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 that's, that's mileage on wow. my car. Wow. <laughs> I need to have another. I, if you, if, 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 if Arnestine boss, Jeff Rickard, can find something else for me to do in that building, like maybe I'll clean the toilet to do something else, you know, and, and, and put something else on the payroll. But uh, just, just to come up and talk to you guys, I, I need something else. To okay. Occupy to, to my time. That's fine. If you could find something else for me to do, I'd be I'd be happy to do so. No, that's fine. You can leave your naked tan body at home. We don't want to see it anyway. <laughs> Catching strays from Willie. I just wanted him to come into the studio, and he yeah. said no. I, did he say that he would have to clean toilets that in order to come it. see us? He, he did. offered it. Why are you offering to clean toilets and that be another reason for you to come in? All we're asking you to do is shed some light on Charlotte FC for seven minutes. Basically, he was saying that he wanted some Skrilla to come up here. And he was willing to do that by going to clean toilets. Yeah. And that's another reason he needed to come in here instead of just come out and hang out with mm-hmm. us. All right. Last one yesterday. Fire or fizzle day. And Walker, uh, he sung us a little lullaby. Last one. Magic Johnson. Larry Bird, <laughs> are you reeling in the years? <laughs> Stored away the time. <laughs> I remember that video, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, when they have that, Steely Dan playing in the background, and then they're saying Magic Johnson giving the MVP award to Larry, or as he's retiring, I should say. Magic's like, there will never be another Larry Bird. An NBA all-time goosebump moment. The best friendship in all of sports. Best. No doubt about it. You saved the league. How many friendships can say that? I don't know how many friendships. It wasn't Dwayne Wade and LeBron. I do know that. No, they ruined Have the you league. and a friend ever <laughs> saved anything? I don't. Um, <laughs> I saved games so that they would be there when I got back. Okay. I was, it's a weird story, but me and my friend saved a lamb one time. <laughs> That's what? so, uh, what's the town? Buncombe County? Catawba County. Yeah, that's it's very Catawba County. Yeah, I was at my buddy's place. They just got a new sheep. And my buddy's grandfather said, if you let that sheep out of its pen, I'm going to destroy you. What do we do? We sure enough let the new sheep out of the pen. And it was running all around Claremont like it just broke out of jail. It was wow. being bad. It- <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's for next week. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, please, Kyle Bailey, can you help us out? Hop on the mic before no, you take no, care I, of this no, man next week. I can't help week. you at all. I'm actually looking for help from both of y'all. Uh-huh. Uh, because as he probably already said, I think you said on the air earlier, Smoke's on vacation next week, so yep. I have to loan him from y'all next yeah. week. What is the key to dealing with this for three hours? Alcohol. Keep, just keep, ignore him. Keep sure the mics just are off. Ignore him for three hours? Yeah. Keep the mics off during Ignore break. an insult. Oh, oh, that part I got. Yeah, you're good. That part, I've just never had to do it on the air, like both on the air at the same yeah. time. Now, Wes's mom called in trying to defend Fitty, but at least we're not going to be the ones insulting him next week. Yeah. It'll really just be you. So See, just I, Yeah, so you might get a call. I, yeah, I heard mom call in, and I, I pulled into the grocery store parking lot. So I heard the first part where she was like, stop stop taking advantage of What did she say? Stop taking it for granted? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, she oh. said we treat him like Cinderella. That's it. I heard the Cinderella line, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got gas, and then by the time I got back in, she was gone so what, yeah. what did i miss was there some soliloquy he had you written got the just, oh yeah he laid it on he wrote thick. something out yeah he said he wonders why it's radio career mm-hmm. and where he wants it to be <laughs> and he said it was because of us that's pathetic yeah. you know, we're the problem mm-hmm. right. really 
<laughs> Come on, bro. They won't let me spread my wings and fly. Maybe you will next week. Absolutely not after hearing <laughs> that. <No. laughs> kind of self-pitying garbage is that? Plus, that's a man that likes to hunt, so he's going to probably pop you yeah. like he does the uh, the ducks out there West or whatever Walker's it is. fault. I don't get more air time. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, not only are we clipping your wings, but Kyle will be doing the same damn thing next week <laughs> as Fitty takes over and we welcome Shroppy. That'll do it for Wes I got the Walker. heat tonight. Oh, I'll yeah. take the Nuggets. Who do you have? Give me Denver. Okay. Jokic is a god. All right, two for Nuggets, one for Miami, and that'll do it for Weston Walker officially. Stay tuned for the Kyle Bailey Show. Smoke Ludwig up. Coming up next, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.